My hands are wet. I, I uh, right before we started this, I took a big old swig of water. Um, Spencer, Spencer. So for full disclosure, I'm not. I'm not talking about the clap. Not talking about the clap this time. Kind of talking about the clap. Well, so Spencer goes. I'm recording now, and I'm like, I'm like, I got water in my mouth. I'm like, oh shit, and it just spilled on my, spilled on my hands. No yeah. other reason. Um, but hi guys. This is. I mean, this is the issue with recording early in the morning. Is this is the first thing you do is clap your hands, and so that's all you could think about. You can't think of anything other than clapping your hands. No, I can't. Not no, especially not clapping cheeks. Yeah. Sex. You love talking about that sinking clap that we do. We're gonna have it. to make a compliment compilation of Com- all the claps. Com- a compilation? A compilation of all the sinking claps. What's the compilation? Is that is that like a, a a conglomerate of like of nice things you say to people? Yes. Okay. Got it. Um So every nice thing you've said about the clap that we do at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> Which is every fucking episode. You say something about it in every I episode. I don't, I don't say it. I don't say it n- nicely. I just mention something about it. Okay. Well, it's... everyone knows that we clap. Let's. That's go. what it sounds like. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, well, hi guys. Welcome to Sound Direction, a menswear podcast. I was about to say stream because we did that last night, <laughs> but it's yep. not. It's the Medsver podcast without the stuffiness, and you guys heard the big old stuffiness episode, right? Right? Well, not right before this. There's a two two well, weeks before this, un- I guess. unless unless you're one of the people. I don't know anyone who does this, but like they just like wait for it all to come out and they just binge it. So once I mean, I don't think people. I don't think people like like do that. I think maybe they just discover the podcast when you know, like at a point where there's already a bunch of episodes and they can listen to it all at once. I've never found a podcast that has like one episode and been been like, okay, I can't wait six months from now. I'm gonna do a marathon. <laughs> wait, you're telling like, me you don't do that? Because that's what I no. Do. I only I like binge podcasts when I like discover them like you know a year and a half into their run. I um, I don't know. I I, I sometimes bank it. them because. Uh, I don't listen to podcasts every day. So like there are some times mm. where like I'll just like I'll go on a walk and I'll just like burn through like a like just like well just one cuz it's it's an hour. I, I don't walk It's not for a two long walk. Yeah. 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 I'm not I'm like okay, you know what? I'm Listen, you got to Come on. What do you expect him to do? <laughs> He's got a car, okay? He's not yeah. going to walk that far. Exactly. I'm not the uh, hey, we're not walking to Toronto. Yeah. Call back to to that. You're not, you're not uh forest gump i'm not thank you for noticing no. thank you for smoking yeah. actually <laughs> thank you for smoking <laughs> i think you should leave what's what's the other one what's the, oh sorry to bother you i keep getting sorry to bother yeah. you thank you for smoking and i think you should leave like all mixed up in my mind so what's the third line just like <laughs> it's phrases? like it's faces yeah what's 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 another one um god there's like one more uh i can't i can't think of it maybe it's like it's like I'm trying Standing to think. room only um, or something. I don't know. There's something about Mary. <laughs> there you go. That's, and that's something that we all say. <laughs> yeah, we say that all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so today... Oh, yeah, I'm Ethan M. Wong, by the way. That's my I'm name. I'm Spencer Adi. Hey, that's a free Full one. <laughs> free. Yeah, free one. <laughs> this, can... uh, this, uh, this episode is going to uh, expire after you listen to it so you gotta gotta write it down if you want to know my last name yeah we this is actually sponsored by the imf yeah the international monetary fund (laughs) 
Aha, uh-huh, we love those guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The world, the World Bank, uh, IMF. Uh, so cool. Uh, yeah, World Wildlife Fund. All, all those guys. Yeah. We love did, I, them. did I tell you? Uh, I I posted like um, I was in like an econ class and they had had you know like different these organizations and I mm-hmm. I think I said to like a friend like someone I was next to I was like hey is that Ethan Ethan Hunt and they're like what are you talking about and I'm like because it's the IMF it's the Impossible Mission Force he goes oh, okay and I'm like okay fuck this like <laughs> I'm sorry you guys don't watch well, fucking go. awesome movies shout out Mission Impossible Fallout uh, uh am I am am i am i f miff mm-hmm. <laughs> more like more like milf yep that's well it, that's it's like milf stands for like you know mother i'd like to fuck M- miff stands for mother i'm fucking <laughs> so it's like when you've already when, when you've, you've attained it. it when you when you're in like a becomes... semi serious relationship or at least like yeah that's when the that's on. when the milf becomes a miff <laughs> what's but like what about a muff oh damn (laughs) that's uh well what what would be so m are we saying m-u-f-f is the acronym yeah that's the acronym mother under federal felonies (laughs) that's when they got arrested yeah because in this universe as we know you can't fuck uh single moms anymore no, that's yeah. actually Biden just signed that executive order just now. Yeah, wait, I, yeah, you know what? The tribunals have got to get him for that one. Okay, like I'm just uh-huh. <laughs> this is this is a joke. I don't know if anyone's listening to this. We're not. We're making you know, a prank. Yeah, it's exactly allegedly. Uh, speaking uh-huh. of pranks, this, that's not a segue. I don't know what I said that for. Um, but today's topic is uh, about music and menswear. Uh, it's it's they, those two things. Two words come to start together. with them. <laughs> muff. Yeah, <laughs> three, muff. Three words: music, menswear, and muffs. <laughs> and muff um, and myth. There you go. We should just have all of those in the title. All um, the M words. Yeah. Um, but we. Uh, I don't know exactly how this topic kind of came about. It's just kind of like a natural extension of of you talking about. You know, musicians are slouchy. Musicians have great style. Um, people get inspiration from from music, whether it's from the musicians mm-hmm. or you know from like a. I don't know. I, actually, I don't know if anyone listens to music and goes, you know what, this this feels like a foulard to me. I don't know if that's like a thing. Well, I mean, I don't know about that, but I'd say that I like the, the average person, I feel like, gets more style inspiration from uh, musicians than they would anywhere, anyone that like works in the menswear industry. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, and I mean, I still, I still think, you know, I, I do to some extent, like my favorite... I don't know, like the the people that I get the that I I think historically are the most stylish dressers are not you know people that work in the clothing industry, but kind of more like you know incidentally stylish people uh, and musicians. I, I like I wrote this in the in the thing there, but like you know I think musicians are creative and creative people tend to be better dressers. Yeah, just like innately. I, yeah, because I mean, so historically, right? Like people who work in the mm-hmm. menswear industry are not. Like you didn't really know about them, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, Rubenacci's been around for like well, almost like a hundred years or something, like since uh, since at least the twenties, right, or whatever. He's old as hell. Yeah, yeah, Luca. That's his, he's he's been taking the fountain of youth, actually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's been wearing fedoras. Uh, did you did you see that video? Remember he like he like put on like a suit to like the theme of Back to the Future. Do you remember that? Like, 
it's it's weird. I don't know. I think, wait, I have seen that one. He's like getting out of a car or something, right? Yeah, and I think and the caption like is it like it's like classic style never goes out of like it, it, like it's timeless and it's like dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> hey, speaking of, hey, we'll get Dallas Silvestri. In a I second. mean, yeah, maybe he does have the he does have a DeLorean. I mean, well, I don't know that for sure. I'm just kind of speculating. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't, yeah, hey, that's that's. Uh, he does have a DeLorean, and his best friend is a disgraced nuclear physicist. <laughs> yeah, who's super rich and has used his entire fortune in building uh, this time machine. Yeah, and of course we know about his dad, who's a sci-fi writer and totally lame, and his mom, who is like what, like a sad alcoholic lady. Yeah, wait, the hold on, but I saw them, and now he's like. He's <laughs> cool yeah 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 he's, yeah. Wearing, he's wearing like cool polo shirts and stuff it's crazy i don't know how he did it but... he doesn't look like a 60s office drone for some reason <laughs> in 1985 and this guy that used to be his dad's boss now just like details his car for him <laughs> yeah totally cucked crazy yeah um but no yeah uh, you know historically you know we don't like in the past maybe there are some inspiration from it but like celebrities tend to be the people you would think of that you would look up to and musicians are probably the most accessible like creative people that you would look at Mm -hmm. you know i think you know i think art might be a little bit you know obviously artists have great style we i briefly wrote about that uh when spencer and i had like a summer of painting or we painted the one time and i kept painting (laughs) um But, you know, I think musicians are kind of, like, the more popular, especially, like, in the mainstream, that people kind of, like, oh, yeah, that, that's guy's stylish, because mm-hmm. uh, they are creative. I actually, I, so I don't know this as much, um, I'm sure Spencer can fill it in, but, like, I don't know if a lot of older uh, musicians, like, I'm trying to think of, like, like Hank Williams or, or the folk singers, like, if they dress yeah. themselves exactly, because... You know, just saying, like, I think, nowadays... I mean, I don't know about, I don't know about, like, Hank Williams, but, I mean, I was going to talk about, like, folk music, because that's what I've been listening to a lot recently, later in this episode. What do you mean, episode. recently? But uh, the folk, folkies definitely dressed themselves. Okay. They were, they did not have, uh, there was not a whole lot of, like, you know, pretense there. They were just re- regular folk playing folk music. Wait, hold on. That's crazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's so different than compared to, like, now, where... You know, like Harry. I, okay, I, I'm I'm speculating here, but like Harry Styles, I don't know if he wears like dresses in his free time. I know he did that for mm-hmm. the shoot. I think that's super cool, but you know, I'm I don't know if it was his like his stylist. I don't know if it's the the shoot organizer who did that. You know, just like how a lot of people say, oh yeah, the weekend or Charles Gambino, and they don't get me wrong, they all look great, but because of like influencer culture which we talked about you know all these different you know stylists are mainly like meet like uh like middlemen to connect you know to brands and designers i always mm-hmm. see those like those pictures of, of celebrities and musicians to take it with a grain of salt because i don't i don't really believe that they dress themselves and uh yeah. hey i mean i think weekly i don't know you, say, gonna... it's, it's like i see these uh what do you call it uh those like on the streets yeah like they're they're just like shit sometimes so i don't know yeah no i mean yeah i was gonna say that's that's what you really have to judge everything by but i mean uh there i i i'm just like speculating here on a lot of musicians because i don't look at musician paparazzi shots in my free time i'm guessing a lot of younger musicians um Especially even if like, you know, for concerts or photo shoots, they are dressed by stylists. I think they probably pick up, you know, they probably like along the way, you know, getting dressed all the time, kind of pick up their own style. 
Right. Yeah, because I mean, like, that was kind of... It's kind of like a holdover from like the studio system, right? Where like you're kind of like your whole image is managed by some by some mm-hmm. people. And I think it, it also depends, you know. I think that's why folk music, you know, because it's a little bit indier compared to like you know like a like a big studio star. That makes sense why folk people would folk people folk folk singers yeah. would wear like their own clothing. I mean, why don't, you, why don't you tell us a little bit about like you know your like your uh, journey with music and how it tied into menswear. I mean, the so the first music, like, I guess, I don't know. I've always been, like, a, I guess, like, mus- musically inclined person. I've always liked music. Uh, the Whoa, first you music, like music? I like music. Believe it or not, I li- you know, songs, the, those things where we make sounds that kind of, like, you know, fit well with each other. Is that your that definition thing. of music? Yeah, it's just okay. sounds that fit well with each other. <laughs> okay. Um... And it could be any sounds. So, you know, as long as it fits well. Okay. <laughs> that's music, baby. Uh, no, but the, I mean, the first music that I like really, like, I don't know, sought out myself. Um, I I got into older stuff at first. Uh, I mean, partially because it's like, that's what, that you know, my mom had a bunch of like, you know, 60s Southern rock, 60s, 70s, like Southern rock CDs at home so we ended up you know i ended up hearing a lot of that um and then i kind of just found like slightly older stuff by myself so you know cliche but like the beatles and rolling stones like you know some of the bigger 60s rock groups um and so i would i would like you know watch you know concert footage or like you know the beatles movies how old were you uh, uh this was like probably middle school okay Wow. Yeah, so I was I would, you know, watch like Help or Hard Day's Night uh or, you know, the Beatles doing the Ed Sullivan show and be like, "Oh, hey, these guys are dressed really cool. All the guys in the audience are dressed really cool. I want to dress like that." And, you know, as I've said before, there was a guy uh at my high school who dressed uh who dressed like in all vintage stuff. Um and so I kind of talked to him and and started collecting from there. Uh, and I mean, yeah, music, especially when I was like still wearing like vintage outfits, um, tied into like tied into my style a lot because I still, yeah, I still continue to get inspiration from musicians. And I mean, something that we'll probably get into is how so many different genres of music have their own like kind of codified style that you can pull from. Um, and that is, I mean, that is the case with like, you know. Yeah, it's like depend depending on what I was dressed that that would kind of influence the music I was listening to. Do you so do you think that you dress like a folk singer? <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't <laughs> I guess maybe a little bit like I do well, pull inspiration. Yeah, Cuz I was going to say like, like well, I mean, it's singers... like not even like folk singers, but it's like, you know, if we're going going back to like the like original kind of like popular folk scene, uh then I mean, these people were not necessarily like you know the dust bowl farmers or uh you know like like you know mine workers and stuff um but they were singing the songs of those people and uh they i mean it's like yeah another thing that i like about folk music is how kind of like like anthropological it is um and again especially with the original like popular folk scene it was all about collecting this like American culture, like this American popular or this not American well, this American life. yeah music. Um, 
And so, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's the same kind of thing. Like they're borrowing this style of music and a lot of them borrowed that kind of like style of dress too. So, you know, even though a lot of folk singers tended to be like, you know, New York intellectuals, um, they, they would still kind of dress like, you know, the, the more down home people whose songs that they were singing. I mean, I feel like that could be said of like, this is a little bit reaching, but you know, guys who are like into Milserp and like workwear, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think most of the people who are into it now work in those things, right? They're not, you know, yeah. so it, yeah, I think that there's, there's like a little bit of that kind of through line. And, and also those guys tend to like folk music too, or, or that kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, mid-century, uh, yeah, American sound, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, oh, that's, that's really interesting. I, my journey with music is so weird. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't tell anyone enough how weird my music taste is, you know? Um, but wait, before, before we go on to that, what do you, so do you listen to that now? What do, you, what do you listen to now? So, I mean, yeah, right now I'm, like I said, I've been listening to like a lot of folk music recently. Yeah. Uh, and partially that's because, uh, from Jay, our friend Jay, he got me for Christmas this book that I had on my Amazon wish list. The Folk Singers and the Bureau... The FBI Folk Artists and the Suppression of the Communist Party, USA, 1939 to 1956, which is all about that kind of like early folk scene that I was talking about. Right. Shout out to Truanon, who did a really good episode with the author mm-hmm. of this book. I don't remember if it's behind the paywall or not, but if you can listen to it, you should. It's a really cool interview. Um, but yeah, right now I'm listening to, and I guess the, the music I listen to also kind of changes with the seasons. Mm-hmm. When it's a little bit chillier and cloudier outside, I like more mellow music. Mm-hmm. And so right now I've been listening to a lot of kind of very pared down uh, folk music. So not like the, you know, poppy 60s stuff where it's like a bunch of singers, a bunch of instruments. Um, and I've also been listening to a lot of like 1920s jazz guitar music. So ah. I guess like just acu- acoustic guitar music is what I'm into right now. Little John Mayer over here. Yeah, I'm, I'm freaking John Mayer with my big pants. In, and the, uh, what do you call it, his, like, Hodinky G-Shock collaboration watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out Lawrence and Co. Because they they do mm. the work for, the PR work for Hodinky. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, that that's really cool. I mean, I've always known Spencer to be a uh, very into this kind of music. I don't know. Like, it's, it just mm. kind of, I mean, when you look at Spencer, I feel like it makes sense. You know, I think, and I think, I mean, I don't, I'm, maybe I'm speculating here for you, but like, I feel like you're, you do signal that in a sense, right? Like how you dress yeah. kind of, you know, informs what you like. Um, and uh, I don't know if whether to talk about myself or talk about menswear guys, because I think it's kind of related. Maybe I'll, I'll do myself first. I'm going to Google myself. You're going to use your laptop? How else would you do it? <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, like I said um, a little bit ago, uh, my taste in music is really weird. I don't know if it looks like it makes sense for me um, because I have two things I listen to. So number uh, in terms of like pop music or like re- I call it non-film score. In terms of that, I listen to a lot of like indie rock, um, which you know encompasses encompasses like indie punk, garage punk, garage pop whatever like there's a lot of like that kind of indie like that very mm-hmm. my mom calls it an la sound <laughs> like a like a like a hipster <laughs> la sound which i think is uh totally um accurate even my ex-girlfriend said i listen to hipster music um but you know it's it's yeah it's like it's uh it's like sometimes it sounds kind of 80s because like initially what got me into it was listening to um 
the <laughs> the Catalina Breeze album by the famed yeah. uh, Blue, uh, Jean Blue Jean Committee. Yeah, BJC. And I really love that sound and something that, you know, Spencer gave me some recommendations. But what I found is that I like the BJC uh, because it's like a modern interpretation of like Steely Dan. Like it's, you know, mm. and so unlike Spencer where, you know, you tend to listen to like some of the original stuff. And of course, Spencer listens to like modern people too. But I was like, okay, I, I like that idea of looking at a genre through a modern lens, very similar to how I approach menswear, where, you know, like looking at yeah. 30s, you know, everything. And the reason why that's all there is because the original music I was always into is film score. I, I don't know what age, I probably middle school at the same time. I think the first ever, like, soundtrack I ever bought for myself, like CD, was the Dead Man's Chest soundtrack. Like, that was, I, I think it's because, yeah. like, what, 2006, I was, like, 11 or 10 10 or 11 years old and i like you know i had seen star wars but like you know like i the originals were like on vhs and you know but like when you sit in the movie and you watch it you're like oh shit and of course it's Hans zimmer that's eye rolling but i was like this is fucking awesome like the fucking <laughs> the kraken and davy jones and the organ and and uh, of course if you guys don't know that this movie dead man's chest is the first movie you hear jack sparrow's theme because He's a pirate is the theme of the franchise, but Jack's actual theme is different, and he he doesn't get one. Um, actually, he gets the whole like da 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 da. You hear that in the first one, but the second movie yeah. expands on that, and you have it like what I think in the film score community they call it like Jack's drunk jig, like the dun 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 dun. dun. Like that whole thing only happens in the, the second movie. Because the first thing, the first time you hear it is when he's looking for the rum, right? I think so. Yeah, he's he gets on yeah. the ship and then he's all like, he like sways around after he gets out of the uh, fucking uh, coffin coffin thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was so eye opening for me, and I I don't know what it was. It was like, wow, film score is great. Because before that, I think it's kind of like the I don't know if I said this on the show on this on this particular podcast, uh, probably said on stream, but that whole thing of like when I was a kid, people said they talked about in, uh, in and out and I was like, Oh yeah, that's totally cool. And I, I didn't really try it until, um, I forced my dad to take me to in and out and I didn't like it because I put a tomato in there only. Like it was just a cheeseburger with tomato, nothing else. Okay. Really quick. I just want to, I want to, uh, shit on the city of Barstow for a second. Okay. So, uh, on, on my trip to like, I got back from the grand Canyon a couple weeks ago and on the way up there, uh, we stopped in Barstow for lunch. And of course, you're in Barstow. What are you going to eat? The original Del Taco. That's right. The first Del Taco is there. Okay. First of all, number one, it looks like any other Del Taco. Like you would think it would at least be like an older building or something like that. No, it just looks like a Del Taco. And two, on their menu, everything was Barstow style, which means just with a tomato on top. They just like put a tomato on top. Uh, like a, a slice what of tomato fuck? on top of your burrito or That's your taco. Fucking weird. And it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Yeah, to, you, like just adding a tomato to something that. That's, I mean, burgers have tomatoes, but it's just weird. Uh -huh. Like, you don't, you know? And it didn't, like, stack properly. It just, like, immediately fell off. It was just a bad construction. It's weird. Like, come on, Barstow, get it yeah. together. Uh, but yeah, before that, I think my, my style, like, people would be like, oh, I love Lincoln Park. I'd be like, oh, me too. You know, and, and I would listen to that, you know. But yeah, but so it wasn't until that moment that like film score really clicked for me, and then I like fully like 
went in. Like I, I spent so much of my iTunes gift cards because back then I didn't know what else. I didn't have any like Napster or whatever, and mm-hmm. I started downloading all these film scores like Indiana Jones and like really like diving deep. There's a website called jwfan.com which is I go on it a lot, and it was yeah, it was very formative. It's kind of like my Ask Andy about clothes or style form, where these guys would like just fucking pick apart a score. Lots of people in there with like regular enthusiasts to um people who are actually educated because i have taken piano lessons i'm not fully educated in film score but like this was this was like so formative like to be able to like look at something and analyze a theme and, and find the differences between okay like indiana jones's theme that's the concert piece you know you, you don't hear that in full in the movie like you hear the melody lines of it altered and augmented for the specific scenes, you know, but it's, 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 it's different. It's kind of like, you know, looking at clothes, like in a lookbook versus how it's actually worn, you know, it's, 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 you know, or, or worn from the people who, who work there or by the owners or whatever. And eventually I started writing my own music. I, I'm still, I'm a composer. I'll, maybe I'll link my SoundCloud in the essay or whatever. If you guys want to listen to my, to my film score and concert work. And I call it concert work because it's, it's not film score because there's no film for it. It's just, you know, it exists by itself. But, you know, I was, I was always kind of this kind of creative guy. And I always say that if I didn't write about menswear, I probably would have written about film score. And in my Instagram stories, I do yeah. do some of that. And I think it's re- and- I, it's really important because it, it like taught me to be creative, you know. And and, and I mean, you said you've said before that like how you know like how they write about film scores on jwfan.com or whatever really informs how you write about menswear, right? Absolutely, yeah. There's also another good website called Film Tracks. Uh, the yeah. older stuff kind of sucks, but the new ones, you know, it's if you look at it, it's very similar. Like you have the introduction, they introduce like the movie and a little bit of like the the composition process. Or like, oh, John Williams was, you know, he had five months for this, or Hans Zimmer did that, and then you, you know, then he then you go like you go through the soundtrack, and you you know, mm-hmm. sometimes they go like they go piece by piece saying okay here is where you hear this thing, and some of them go like cue by cue. And if, so for those of you who don't know, a cue is like the actual piece of incidental music written in the film. It's not the officially released stuff on like a, like on a soundtrack or on Spotify. And I tend to look for those because this is just a little off off topic, but I hate when soundtrack officially released soundtracks don't have every piece of music here in the film. I think that is the stupidest thing of all time. It's like, it's like if you have a lookbook and it's like this is all made by the brand but they're only selling the tie it's like fuck you let me get let me buy the fucking jacket or at least tell me where it is you know where it's from and so you know these guys would like go through it and it has it you know it inspired a little bit about that kind of collector mindset you know same thing that we all kind of have like oh i want that particular m43 or i want the m you Mm -hmm. know or the m65 or or those m43 pants because you know with film score like i said like when you're going through each cue by cue, and sometimes you have to go find the recording sessions in paralegal ways, um, or extra extra legal is the right word for that. Yeah, paralegal. Sorry, yeah, you, you get gotta a paralegal to find it for you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah, it taught me to be super specific, um, and above all, you know, obviously these composers reference and take inspiration from other composers that came, you know, concert composers that came before them, but. I always like the film's composers a little bit more because it's like a modern interpretation. There's more narrative behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also, you know, obviously I'm also younger. I haven't been to a lot of like concert stuff. I, I'm not a music major. Um, and so, 
you know, it, it's it's very similar that informed the the uh, the indie music that I'm into, and then of course with you know with like I said with menswear, yeah, Fred Astaire and all these guys are great. I still look at them, but I like looking at Ethan Newton more because it applies more a little bit to my you know my context. It's easier to get into. It's easier to replicate and and pull references from. But you know, it's uh, yeah, I, music has been very important for literally how I approach style. You know. Not just, uh, or I guess it's also because I'm a composer too, right? Like when you are, mm-hmm. when you create music, uh, at least for me, it's important to have like a narrative, right? You could you could call that a POV, and you're supposed to, you know, you have like a theme for a character, and maybe the character is in danger or he's in love or whatever, and the the music changes. It's augmented uh, based on what's happening, and it doesn't just mean that you oh that character's on scene, you play that that music right there. Like, you know, like sometimes you change like an interval or you put in different key or, or you know, you do some other polychords on top of it. You change up the mm-hmm. bass notes and the tonic, whatever, to kind of elicit a different emotion. And for me, that's like, it's like menswear. Like, okay, I'm going to do Ivy, but I'm going to wear wide leg jeans instead of slim jeans because I want to signify, you know, the work wear, like my work wear inspiration behind it or yeah. that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's... uh it's really, it's really interesting, and I, maybe that's why Spencer and I kind of approach menswear in this way because, y- you know, we can, we, you know, maybe we'll talk a little bit about what 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 menswear guys are expected to listen to, you know. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, uh, menswear tends to be very rule based, very you know, and I don't, I don't think that in the mainstream people create menswear tailored outfits like they do with music. It's not inspired by just like a feeling sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. That might be a little bit reaching, but I think maybe like in terms of like creating it, you know, it's still very conservative, I guess, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's why, like we said, when the stuffiness and the POV stuff, it's a little bit harder for some of these guys to kind of get in there because signifying what you're into isn't as overt in menswear because menswear has a very mm-hmm. weird status in, in, in the whole clothing community, right? Whereas if yeah. you kind of if you're a musician or a creative person and then you get into it, it kind of expands, which is why we, you know, Ethan Newton, all these guys make sense. And it's also because these mentor guys that we like tend to also be into like the same, not, maybe not same music, but like in kind of subversive music, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's so what I was going to say is I think it's kind of interesting because there's kind of like, there's like a, a separation between music that the actual designers listen to and the music that like you know you don't you don't see a whole lot of heavy metal inspired lookbooks you see you there's a lot more things that are like you know especially in classic menswear that are referencing mid-century jazz um right yeah yeah but i really but i really think that's that's entirely just because it's much easier to do that (laughs) um than it is to do like a heavy metal, you know, or or screamo, you know, classic menswear lookbook. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also worth mentioning that you know that we the thing about menswear is is that it allows you to kind of put classic clothing through that lens as opposed to like because mm-hmm. like 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 especially like you said earlier when you're these different genres of music have like a specific style. Like, yeah. like, you know, you go to a screamo concert. I, I haven't been, um, but like, or, or, or take like, uh, like uh, Tony Sylvester as a great example here. Right. Like he, 
you see the audi uh, the audience of his shows in like you know those press photos that he occasionally posts mm -hmm. and like you know there's a very particular look to this like metal like uh like these turbo negro uh you know these fans right and yeah. even though like you know he's a lead singer of this he doesn't dress like that which i think is kind of interesting but you also see that he dresses differently than like let's say Mark Cho, I don't know what Mark Cho listens to, but you know there's there's still there's a little bit of like irreverence in how in how um, mm -hmm. Tony Tony dresses, and you know that's that's pretty important. You know I think it's really. I mean cool you, you know see. you could see like I'm looking at this picture that he posted recently of him in like tartan pants, and you could say oh that's kind of like a punk thing, but it's also kind of a you know preppy go to hell kind of thing yeah so it's like you know you can you can like strike the difference you can, or strike a like strike a balance between the two i mean absolutely i mean like you could think of like some of the original like you know double rider jackets that were worn by you know these kind of people they have plaid lining you know it's kind of like you, mm -hmm. you can kind of make those connections and i think oh by the way like the reason you know throughout the whole podcast i always say i make these connections and like you know these through lines i don't know if they exist inherently or not but that's also one reason why I film score because I was like, oh, that's that's provoked uh, Prokofiev right here, or you know, you're, you're kind of by design. I'm, I'm making those kind of things because it's important mm -hmm. to analyze film score. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we just uh, we're gonna hey for sneak peek for the for some episodes in the future. We're gonna talk to like uh, what's his name uh, Jason about you know punk and 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 that kind of thing. But sometimes it's about the mentality of it rather than just straight up dressing in that yeah. kind of thing, you know. And it's uh, you know like. Uh, Natty Adams, uh, guys like like Jake Muser and all that kind of stuff have all kind of been in that kind of rock. Me I don't know about metal, but you know, like that kind of punk background. Um, and I, maybe they did dress like it before, but there's that idea that these guys were very aware of the uniform of the of the of these musical mm -hmm. types, right? Like, you could say, I mean, obviously, streetwear has its like, you know there's there's genres of streetwear that are more rap focused or r&b or whatever that that you can definitely kind of see and uh mm. if you're cognizant of that i think it if you end up becoming into menswear you are able to kind of make your look much more unique you know i yeah. think that there are a couple of guys out there um not a lot because i think spencer and i definitely have that filter but we can see which of the menswear guys that we would have maybe a closer musical taste to or who are more creative guys who have maybe a background in music compared to guys who are like finance guys who happen to buy from the same bespoke tailors that we, that we that we like, yeah. you know? Um, and that's why, we, yeah, we like them like Tony Sylvester, uh, Ben, Ben Phillips at Drake's, you know, you can see that mm -hmm. not just in the tattoos, but like, you know, he has this really cool, way of wearing his drake's clothing that's kind of different than the other guys you know ethan newton uh classic example other than tony sylvester right there you know you can kind of tell um i actually thought you know I, you know he always talks about like on his old tumblr he talks about like bob dylan which a lot of like kind of indie men's where people or just indie people in general tend to like bob dylan makes sense because bob dylan's cool cool dresser and, and everything yeah. but when i was there he was listening to rex orange county <laughs> it was on his playlist huh, and was it was he? just yeah no it was so okay. weird so i was at bryceland's and like and like loving is easy came on and i was like <laughs> it was such a weird moment like yeah because it's like the i mean he wears the like heavy metal t-shirts like t -shirts. metallica yeah <laughs> yeah uh um, and like gotta oh. put the emphasis on the second part of the word t-shirts t-shirts <laughs> yeah. but i yeah that was so like 
I don't know, because music might be, you know, it's a good, like, equalizer, because lots of people have, mm-hmm. like, a music that they like, and these mentor guys, obviously, we tend to maybe idealize them, maybe less now, because we've met some of them, um, but, you know, listening to, like, oh, I listen to that guy, too, you know, like, in, yeah. and playing in a store. Also, maybe it's because, like, I'm used to, like, like, not good music playing at a store, you know? <laughs> like... I think at Banana Republic, they played music I had, like, never heard of. <laughs> you know? Mm. I don't know if it was, like, at the J. Crew when you worked there. Um, no, though they played pop music there, right? Okay. Yeah, they did. I mean, we had a bunch of different playlists at J. Crew. Um, we had an 80s pop playlist that most of the time the people who controlled the music insisted on listening to, uh, which <laughs> I didn't like very much because it was, like, a dozen songs that I had to listen to all the goddamn time. But that's, I mean, that's every retail experience, so right, whatever. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm always curious to see what these people listen to because, like, I think Jake Grant... The worst, was... the worst music retail experience, I mean, I've only worked in, I guess, two different shops, but Macy's was so bad. Oh, uh, any song sure. that plays at Macy's is, like, that's, what are you doing as a musician? If your song is playing at Macy's. That's what I've been curious about to see like what what music plays like at these menswear stores that we like. You know, I've mm-hmm. I don't really remember when we visited Drake's if, if music was even playing. I don't even remember. I mean it, it, it probably yeah, I was. don't remember either. I mean it's like I don't know, I could see some of these these the the smaller, like in more like independent menswear stores. They're not independent per se, but just like, you know, not a big retailer. Yeah. Uh giving the people that work there more freedom to play what they want right you know rather than sending them a corporate cd or playlist yeah i mean i that's what i mean i i obviously it took me a long time to kind of build up a musical vocabulary because again like i said i for like 15 years of my life i listened to just no maybe not even then maybe almost 20 years of just film score with the occasional like <laughs> one or two odd like the killer songs or or, or yeah. like or whatever and then now of course it's finally fleshed out you know a little a little late um but you know i yeah i'm always interested to know because like uh i think anglo-italian sometimes these brand and we also we have a sad playlist let us know if you want the access to that kind of thing um but uh yeah, I think like Jake Grantham also he grew he grew up and he gave up his like gig, I think, I'm not sure, like playing guitar uh to join the armory in Hong Kong, I think, or he did it for like a or at least his first ever tailoring job as a shop guy. Um and then like of course uh Chase of the Grange has been posting like, you know, his uh his own playlist on on his website and he you know. Yeah. When you when I think some people do this right when you when you're like you take a walk, you take a picture and then you like, you know, hopefully the song you like is on Instagram's music thing. And you can kind of put that there as like a little mood board for like 15 seconds or whatever. But you know, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see these guys. Um, I think that maybe uh, things are moving a little bit away from like the rock, because I think all, most of the guys who we like, like I said, are into rock, but it makes sense. You know, if these guys are in like their thirties, maybe forties, that's probably what they like listen to to be like alternative. Brian Davis of Wooden Sleepers, also punk like rock kind of a guy. He said that yeah. he would go to these uh, to those uh, places. And, and I mean, you know, it out. it does make sense for punk guys specifically to get into vintage. Um, Absolutely. So like Brian Davis, yeah, like Brian Davis, like Tony Sylvester, like Ethan Newton. Well, I don't know if Ethan Newton was into punk, um, 
but you know, like, well, I, I guess these more like underground genres doesn't have to be punk where there is kind of like a culture of thrifting stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty short walk from there to collecting vintage, you know, you're already buying vintage Levi's jackets at the thrift store. Now you're just buying them for fucking $300 more on eBay. Yeah, because now they're even more premium. Like you don't want the five hundred ones; you want five hundred one double X or triple X. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm curious. I mean, I would love to see where the music and menswear kind of is moving toward. Yeah, because you know? I mean, so I was thinking it's like you know we we have like we were t- we talked a little bit about like you know jazz or I don't know if we talked about this yet, but jazz being the quote unquote official. Uh, menswear genre yeah and i think i mean i I was just trying to figure out like the difference between going into this fucking shitty like you know 1920s themed photo shoot where you're wearing a pinstriped vest and smoking a cigar (laughs) and wearing a flat cap and listening to jazz or then going into a place like the bloke or something where you're drinking whiskey, maybe you don't have a cigar, and you're listening to jazz, but it's just cooler jazz. Or I don't even know if it's, like, different, it's a different music sometimes. It might just be cooler aesthetics. Yeah, it but could be. I mean, oh, that's, a, also that's, that's a good one, too. The Bloke, that's a good music kind of mix, because Jeff was a, or in his free time, is like a DJ, right? Like, yeah. Like, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, I... Even in our Discord, there's a lot of guys who are just kind of into lots of interesting music. Axel, I think, remember mm-hmm. he's like into like '60s mod music. Um, but yeah, no, no jazz. Is, yeah, that's that's uh, that's. I wonder why it is. Maybe it's because jazz, the musicians wore suits, and that's like the last bastion of like people wearing suits and music. Because after that, you get like more rock, right? And like after the 60s. I mean, I wonder. I wonder how much of it is just like kind of just you know tradition where the people that kind of set the standards for the modern menswear industry grew up listening to jazz and they just kind of they just kind of like force that taste on everyone else decades later because everyone's just copying those original guys right because i mean like you know like 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 uh kiyoshi has reminded us and i remember listening to this uh with uh with an interview with andre for Hankout radio is that like they look up to like miles davis right like you know great mm-hmm. great ivy jazz singer but then like he was basically dressing in like the mode of the time because as like as like later on he got like way more late sixties and seventies. Oh yeah, you know, crazy collars, scarves, and like you know mods. Yeah, his like style like evolved significantly, but there's like yeah, a portion of people who only post the photos of him wearing you know button down collar shirts and right. suits like a jacket. I mean, I th- maybe hey, I don't know. Want to say if it's like a race thing? I mean, because... it, he looks cool. Like it looks cool. I understand like getting inspiration from that, but yeah, it is it is kind of funny to like just you know like yeah. yeah just ignore all the evolution that came later i was gonna speculate i don't know if it's like exactly erasing because like i don't even though i know a lot of guys like bob dylan i don't see him posted a lot because there's bob dylan also did the same thing right where he dressed in very early stuff ocbds chinos and then as time went on at least in pictures that i've seen like it gets like well, his yeah, he's, yeah he was doing like i mean he was he had like really cool style early on too because he was kind of doing a lot of like workwear stuff too so he would he there's like a cool photo of him wearing like a pullover like uh chambray button-down collar shirt or something like that yeah but then of course as we know it got weird 
later. He got he got into hats and sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, putting like feathers and shit like all over. <laughs> yes, you know, and making he. You know what? He made a sea shanty album years ago that was terrible, but he he was ahead of the trend. Yeah, what is it? Nickelback doing their fucking sea shanty album? <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm wondering what will codify, like, the music tastes of menswear, like, moving forward. I mean, based on what's happening, you see a lot more, like, kind of 80s new wave stuff happening because maybe, like, the most, lots of the guys who are getting into it now, that's what they grew up with, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or even, like, 80s kind of, like, rock and everything, like, you know, like what Chase listens to. Um, and, of course, again, like my, like, my indie music's kind of influenced by, like, 80s or 70s music as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean it's in, it's interesting um yeah um but yeah let's uh let's let's move on a little bit here so uh i don't know like one thing for me that always was like a really big separation is that i could never dress like the musicians i liked <laughs> Because I I think that's something a lot of people kind of like get into, right? Because like you like the music, you'll do and and just like uh like Ethan Newton, right? Like wearing the the T's, right? Maybe I don't know if the Ramones or 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 the like you know those guys wore their own T-shirts, but like they wore black jeans with leather jackets and like Converse, right? And then Mm -hmm. you like Ethan Newton kind of does it, or he mixes it with with tailoring, you know. like uh i think that there's uh, like the air tie also kind of came from like an 80s thing too right like like those like 80s yeah. bands like... i mean well yeah it's like that's that's kind of like a new wave thing i guess right yeah i think that's so interesting yeah. and you know like clearly like you know like you said like you get some inspiration from that like these folk singers wear you know the clothes of the people i guess uh, for lack of a mm-hmm. better phrase but i can't do that <laughs> Because, and you'll see it in the or in the essay, film score composers dress like fucking shit. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like I said earlier, like I I have I have a thing in the notes that it's like com- creative people dress better, but then I was like not always. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know like I I just. These people sometimes have inspiration albums. Like you have like Jimi Hendrix, a great dresser, you know, again, Miles Davis, mm-hmm. or even like even like conservative like like jazz musicians. Like you could maybe even have like uh like or a Fred Astaire a singer. You could that technically kinda counts yeah. too. But I I had to look hard for these pictures because I, I sometimes I don't even like looking at them because it's just <laughs> so okay like let's well uh, also like uh, well we put together or I helped like put together this album like months ago and the thing that was tough is a lot of these there's like a lack of photos of a lot of these composers too Absolutely. like they don't they get their pictures taken a lot it makes so. sense because they are the last thing that happens in the movie right i mean maybe now yeah. it's cgi but but yeah no hey, cgi artist inspiration <laughs> hey we, we also watched the it. star wars documentary that came out in 2005 right after like episode three came out and man, like also like yeah, the pictures in the seventies of these guys dressed cool, but then you see them now, and like they're like talking, it's like not good. Like, yeah, it's like what happened to the George Lucas that wore like that cool sweater and that like big fur jacket. Yeah, and now with, he like, just has like and, like co- like uh, like Cortez's or whatever. 
and now now he's just got those plaid like, shirt and <laughs> like yeah dark plaid shirts and then, then like uh what's it called fucking like 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 walmart jeans you know yeah like, uh, come on george yeah put that coat on it's crazy because okay like like yeah i i made this album i'll put in there it's it's also gonna have pictures of spencer's uh you know musicians you can see Again, film. I understand film score is not the coolest thing to be into. I I understand that completely. You know, you say you talk to people like, oh, like oh, you like pop music, people roll their eyes. But if you say you like film music, people roll their eyes even further. Well, like, no. So here's here's the thing. So I was also thinking about this with the music that I listen to. Yeah. Um, I think if you so I think you get a pass if you compose that music or perform that music so you can say i'm into film scores and i actually write them sometimes that's like really cool uh (laughs) and so i actually one of my new year's resolutions this year is to like try to pick up the guitar because like i said i've been listening to a lot of acoustic guitar music and i'm like you know what it's way cooler to say i listen to 1920s jazz guitar if i can play like a standard that's if i can like actually do it that's that's one of my big things too because i think uh something i realized is that um i listened to i before i got into indie or forming this this kind of musical taste um i listen to film scores because it's it's true i get inspiration from it it's kind of like oh why do you follow mm-hmm. these men's for guys instagram because it, it, it's inspiration so framing it that way does make more sense and i think a lot of i mean before as a kid when i maybe i didn't have my electronic keyboard or whatever it, it's a little bit weirder but now it's like okay well hey i wrote i i listened to john barry because i also <laughs> I, I have this concept for a james bond film in my mind that i've been yeah. writing music for like every single year you know um, but that's also not something I say on dates too, because that's not. Uh, that's, I it's still not cool, okay? It's not. It's still saying that it's still not as cool as I listen to jazz and I play the guitar. I listen to film score because I, I compose music <laughs> for my Animal Crossing, <laughs> my Animal Crossing <laughs> Island. That I, you know, I wrote a theme for my Animal Crossing village. Yeah, which was cool because I a little small story there. I when I was watching gameplay because of course during the quarantine, like switches were. Um, on back order, the game was on back order because people were just buying that fucking thing. But I saw that you could mm-hmm. make like a little island tune, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And I I wrote a <laughs> tune for it, and then when I after I played it for a little bit, I wrote the expanded like version of that theme, like fully orchestrated. I even put the Animal Crossing theme in it as like a reference to it, you know. And it's it's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite things that I've I've written. Also, yeah, let me know if you guys mm-hmm. want to hear my actual film scores because I'll get into that at the end about about um dressing based on the musical feeling um but uh what was i saying yeah film score composers like these guys are like the background guys it's pretty nerdy and pretty not cool i mean these guys are great these guys are involved in the pieces of popular culture that you all have seen like i it's not just john williams but like you know like uh, like the guy who composed for Casablanca, you know, or Bernard mm-hmm. Herbert, North by Northwest. Like, there's a lot of these guys, um, and at some point they just stopped looking cool um, because you know you look at like you know those pictures of like Prokofiev or Rachmaninoff, and they look like they look fucking cool, right? Like they're like. 
black and white photograph wearing like a 1920s suit just like doing the <laughs> artist pose where they're resting their hand on their face cross their legs yeah and then you get pictures of like of like john powell sitting in a studio just like just like like hey guys you know wearing like who is the guy that we kept finding and it's like oh he just like wears t-shirts <laughs> that's, that's like... john, i think that's john powell oh that's john the guy, powell the guy okay. who did um solo and and how to train your dragon and he did the first two kung fu panda movies you know like yeah and of course like john williams has been wearing the same outfit since 1977 turtlenecks all the time yeah. and it's like not yeah no top layer just turtleneck and like black trousers. pants yeah. yeah yeah maybe he like i think in the interview that spencer and i randomly watched before wandavision last week um you know he wore it with like a brown suit which is kind of fun but like in general it's mm-hmm. just that and then of course he wears a tuxedo when he's uh performing um which is kind of a lot of fun like there's one kind of recent where he's wearing like a his black like i don't know if it's a db or single breast but then he has like the red like lapel flower kind of like a very like set like yeah. it's 70s right like that kind of that kind of look mm-hmm. right um but yeah like even my favorite composer of all time who again let me remind you john williams has done concert work he has done concertos he has and not just the olympics he's done like actual like piano stuff it's not he's not just a star wars guy okay um but like you know he's not exactly like outfit inspiration you know no um i'm trying to think michael i also i don't thank god michael giacchino dresses like shit because i don't not a bit not the biggest fan of michael giacchino uh especially like post i don't know post wally i guess or something um because he ruined well okay so how about we talk hans zimmer has a favorite outfit he doesn't wear it all the time but he has he has one outfit that he clearly thinks he looks yeah it's like a black it's like a black t-shirt or black shirt with like jeans and then like his purple velvet blazer or sport coat all the time that he wears that he loves that jacket yeah. man he, there's, there's a picture of him on the street wearing it there's pictures of him in his studio with it you know it's it's crazy but maybe like what we what we're finding is that these guys it's kind of like maybe not painters but like that hot that kind of like steve jobs mindset where like mm-hmm. i hate i hate the decision fatigue you know spencer and i think that that's the dumbest thing a, a, ever but I'm sure we all have it. Like, you know, sometimes we just default to eating in and out in McDonald's because, like, we don't want to think about cooking. We just, you know, all, all the energy goes we to clothing. Want, but, yeah. uh, you know, like these composers, just right? Just want to hand someone $5 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just see what comes out. You know? Um, but, yeah, these composers, um, especially now, probably just don't think about clothes. Like, that's not their artistic uh, output. Their, their creative outlet is, yeah, is, like, music. It's not clothing. Yeah, and I'm sure, like me, you know, like, they're 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 working you know they're always writing music that's their uh their 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 burden of muse i guess you know mm-hmm. um but yeah like looking at all of them like like let i mean it's cool to see like the older guys because they all like like george lucas they obviously dressed cooler when they were younger you know like like alan menken is the same thing like i saw pictures of him like younger you know being like a guy in the 70s 80s writing fucking musicals like steven sondheim mm. and then now like the like he, there's a picture of, of alan menken wearing like r- cool round f- round frames and then now he's wearing like the dad like rimless rectangular <laughs> ones with like a with, like the dad jeans plaid dark plaid shirt like the 90s you know uh mm. i tried finding there's the a shirt <laughs> yeah exactly there's uh there's also J- uh jerry goldsmith who has done like some of the star trek films and he's done um Mulan I don't know this guy is like the epitome of like what I think of like a 80s 90s composer because there's a picture of him wearing like a denim shirt with like wild tie and then like again like the oval like 
like not round, like not circular, but like oval, rimless glasses, fucking ponytail. <laughs> you know, he's got a ponytail. Yeah, it's like that's like the ultimate. That's the ultimate like eighties, nineties creative guy look. Is the ponytail? It's also like I don't want to slander him because he unfortunately passed away like like ten years ago, uh, and he was you know him and uh, him and John Williams were like really big guys, but like I don't want him in my head to be like the ponytail guy. And I think you should leave because that's also a good example of like he's, that kind he's of Tim Heidecker. Tim Heidecker, I think you should leave. I told you you could be a writer. You don't have a curious Yeah, mind. my favorite jazz musicians, Mookie Kramer. I love Mookie Kramer. <laughs> the Crest, the, what's the Crest? The Crest show? What is it? The the Colgate, the, the Colgate, Colgate Comedy Hour. Yeah. Oh, this guy's. Hey man, you're like killing it. What are we? He's playing, you know. <laughs> but yeah, these guys. I don't know. It's like it's. It's really interesting. I mean, Leonard Bernstein, I think, has, like, he's wild. He's also, I think, kind of crazy, I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, he clearly... Uh, I have to I have to find I have to find this this whole album again. Oh, um, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It was, it was very fun to create. And, um, you know, it's just, I, it, you know, like I said, I never looked into these guys other than, like, I knew what Jen Williams looked like. I know what, like, tangentially what they looked like, but I never, like, really fully wanted to see their like their looks you know and i don't know if it kind of ruined them for me a little bit but you know <laughs> like i mean like, like i said my, you know i think the worst one there is michael giacchino there's a picture of him wearing like like in streetwear t-shirt sweater vest kind of cool see it on this this fucking nerd guy who i don't, I don't know if we said this oh no we didn't say it yet but in <laughs> I there was like a story where like a guy went to a Koreatown bar karaoke bar and he started talking to this girl and she was like about to give him his number and the Giacchino comes in and goes hey that's like my girlfriend and I think that's, <laughs> that's the like the guy like the, I, I don't know if it's real or not but like the Twitter post is like I think I just almost cucked Michael Giacchino oh my god okay so I just googled Michael Giacchino and like the first photo that comes up on Google is him wearing these like bright titanium blue glasses yeah and it's just so bad. I really like I don't know, like the bright kind of like statement glasses can look good when there's an actual look to it, but when you're just dressed like a regular guy and you have bright ass glasses, it just looks so bad. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just so sad. He likes lapeled vests. Yep. Uh I'm pretty sure that there is Oh man, so he he's also the composer of Coco. Uh, he didn't write mm. the like he didn't do the songs, but he wrote like the score behind it. And there is a character, um, the, like you know, like like there's a ca- he makes a cameo as an animated character, like because you know at the end of the movie of Coco, there's a big concert. Spoiler alert, not really spoiler, but like you know, and this guy like the the villain is singing a song, and the the yeah. conductor is mauled after him, and he has the blue titanium glasses. <laughs> oh no! I'll, I'll I'll see if I can include it in the thing. Also, he loves wearing top hats, bro. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Oh yeah, and and also yeah, the the animated character, the animated version of him has a top hat. Perfect. Like, again, these guys are these guys are literal nerds who have developed who have dedicated their lives to writing music like this. You know, it's not they're not they're not singers. You know, so it kind of it kind of makes sense that they look like shit, yeah. <laughs> which is which is unfortunate. They're, yeah, I mean, they're behind the camera personalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. God, oh, he's wearing this one where he's wearing a hoodie. Oh, oh no, oh it's like a or maybe it's like a peak lapel jacket. It's too big. But he's wearing it over a like fucking like paisley like 
uh, lapeled vest, man. Michael Giacchino, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What the hell are you doing, Jose? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, Bober? Come on, yeah. dude. See, this is, I mean, I get it. Like, when I say, like, oh, I like this, like, this is on paper. This is what it looks like. And also, like, you talk about, like, the what the what you think a guy would listen to. Obviously, like we said, with menswear or with jazz, you can think of, like, the Mark Cho guys. You can also think of, like, the Ponytail guys. And with film score, I'm sure you guys think of, like, the neckbeard nerd guys that, unfortunately, look very close to what Michael Giacchino looks like. So I just I just found some Michael Giacchino fan art that someone did no on way. DeviantArt that has him... I mean, it doesn't look like Michael Giacchino at all. He's just wearing a black suit with a black bow tie, and he's playing a song for all the Zootopia characters and also uh, Miguel from Coco. Wait. And they're all loving it. That's This guy has an entire series. Do you know Alan? He did one of Alan Menken. Uh, he's dancing with Ariel. Good God. I guess are we, are we going to have to include these in the show notes? Gonna... Here's one of Henry Jackman. <laughs> There's one of Henry playing... Jackman? There's one of Henry Jackman, and he's with uh, Wreck-It Ralph and also the big balloon guy from uh, Hero... Big Hero Good 6. God. I'm gonna... Yeah, yeah. I mean... Uh, uh, I don't know if I want to include these dimensions. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, hey, Google Michael Giacchino fan art. I did. I, I found it. I found it. I'm looking at it. Got okay, it. perfect. It's... Uh, it's... I don't... I hope that this person's old. Oh, no, no, no. That, that, sorry. That, not old. <laughs> that they're that they're not old. That they're yeah. not old. That they're young. And I'm wrong because I looked up the DeviantArt profile and it's that he has a picture of himself. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, um, but lastly, so like, let, let's close out here by asking: do, do you think you dress based on a musical feeling? Do you think that like the way you listen to music, like how if you could sum up how you approach it, you know? I mean, like I said, it was like, um, it it yeah. I think I think what I listen to does influence the way I dress, uh, and like I said, right now. I mean, you know, I could pick up uh, right now. I'm wearing this, like, you know, World War Two HBT overshirt, overshirt, and I'll include in the show notes. There's a picture of Woody Guthrie wearing the same thing okay. as like a casual jacket. Um, so yeah, it's like I think, uh, yeah, I think the the music I listen to does well. It's tough. Is it is it the music I influence or I listen to influences the way I dress, or is it the other way around? Right, because if you're like old like stuff right like i think that for a lot of things you're trying to get in the mindset okay what did the guy who wore this listen to yeah. probably be folk music i mean yeah that's that is like yeah that's that's kind of like how i think about it like i talked a little bit about this on the stream the day before we're recording this um where you don't just think of the clothing you don't think of a piece of clothing by itself you think of you know well who who would wear this yeah. And mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing. It's the same thing with music. It's like, what would these musicians wear? Or what would the people that listen to this music wear? And right. I, I think about that. And that that's, you know, how it influences how I dress. That's, you know, that that's so interesting to me because due to my, hold on. <laughs> Excuse me. Take a shot, guys. Early morning burps. Um, but because it's almost noon, yeah, I haven't eaten anything though. Um, okay. A little holdover from last night. Um, but because what I listen to is so far removed from like the typical, like, again, the guys who listen to film score don't dress like me. The guys who compose film score don't dress like me. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think that plays into the whole like lifestyle aspect where I'm able to like 
totally detach myself from men's from like men's clothing and like have a totally different life interests and hobbies than what a typical menswear guy would be into not saying that we don't share a lot of things in common with all these people because we do but you know if you were like to take like a general look at who's into classic menswear i don't think that me that or that i uh fit into that kind of that kind of mold um but I don't know, there's something about film score, or specifically John Williams, and the composers like him, because something I, I, if we're talking about news resolutions, I started to try and look at non-film score orchestral composers that I would like, just kind of flesh mm. out my taste, and something that I, that I was frustrated in is that I put it in the Discord, and everyone was very helpful, but like, I... I don't think people got like the sound that I was looking for. And that's something that's very important to me. Like, like that you can just tell by listening to it. Like, okay, that's what Ethan likes. And that's kind of a, that's a big ask because I think everyone else knows what they're into. So it's kind of hard to get into that mindset. Right. With clothing. It's also, it's also kind of hard. Like when it's a more niche genre to just ask people who don't listen to film scores and don't kind of like know it as well but, as you do. Because when you say, hey, I'm looking for stuff that sounds like John Williams, people are going to think, okay, I'm looking for something that sounds like the Indiana Jones theme. Right. Or, and, and I think... Well, like the main Star Wars title. Right. But I think it's also a little bit of... Uh, I've, I've had a couple of film, or not film, uh, music major friends, but even then I think it's hard for them to kind of understand like what I like because when you say like John Williams, you think, okay, you like fucking... I don't know, like, like the Rite of Spring by, you know, by, by Stravinsky. And I'm like, that's fine. But like, that's not, it doesn't have the, like the, the, the little, I, I can't even describe it because I'm, the texture, maybe um, the way you approach certain, like, there's a lot of different stuff. I can't even explain it because I would just hum it. And that's not exactly ex- explaining it. But like Spencer and MJ know exactly what to do because also they've been, they spent years in my car as I'm driving and they hear like, literally Ooh. I've spent years in Ethan's car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I-, I started to find out. And one of my friends, Allison, she's also a film person, uh, not a, film, a music person. Um, and I, she's been able to kind of help me find what I like. And I'll, I'll, I'll link it in, 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 in the, uh, in the show notes or my essay that'll go along with it, but like, you know, it's all Shostakovich, Prokofiev, a little bit Stravinsky, but a lot of like Elgar um, and uh, Rachmaninoff and stuff like that. And, but it's very specific pieces from those places that, 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 uh, that, you know, that approximate this sound that I'm after. And I think it's very uh, similar to like the, my POV where like you could show us a vintage tie, but I'll, I'll probably be like, that's bad or I don't like it because it's not exactly like, like, like mm-hmm. with like the space of a fuller or like the soft squares. And also, I just- mean, it's like the same thing. This has happened to both of us. I think where someone will come up to us and say, Hey, I think I heard you're into vintage clothing. Well, I'm getting rid of a bunch of ties from my dad's closet. And they give us like seventies polyester, like, you know, fucking wide ties. And I'm like, okay, well thank you. But this is not quite it. <laughs> Yeah. It's not the same. Yeah, or even or even nowadays where people send like a tailor, but it's like a button pocket harmony, you know? It's and it's maybe mm. it's the fact that, you know, obviously you and I can are at least a little a little bit music literate, but mu- clothing is a bit easier to understand, you know, and it's you know, it's more yeah. visual and the details are like, you know, you can tell where a pocket is as opposed to like, okay, this guy uses the tonic and then he does different polychords on top. Like that's not that's also that's also a very general term that doesn't you know doesn't really speak to a specific composer. But to me, you know, being aware that like I think film score has like prepped me for being into menswear this much and being able to talk about it in the way that I do. And one other thing, you know, maybe again not based on John Williams itself, but these composers that I like are kind of very maximalist. Like 
I, I, you know, I feel like if you like, this is kind of funny. If you are the guy who like, oh, I love Hans Zimmer scores. They're so cerebral and intellectual. You know, it's so minimal and restrained. Like, you know, oh, like the beats per minute uh, in Interstellar equal like a month because that's how long they are on this planet. I think that's a bunch of BS because it's kind of like that whole thing of like, oh, if you wear like, look at that white minimal sneaker. It works with everything. It's so slim. You know, I'm like, the fuck off, dude. Like, that's so boring to me. You know, it's fine. But, you know, it's for some reason, as we talked about with Slouch, with me, it's like the more you have, the the cooler it is to pull it off. Uh, if you can do it well, effectively, and effectively in a slouchy way. And I think that with John Williams, uh, of course, some some jazz elements there, and uh, you know, and all these guys like Shostakovich, where like there's so much going on, but it feels natural. These notes like follow each other normally, and even though obviously there is careful, you know, there's careful consideration in how you're doing it, what's playing at, the, at that time. Um, once you listen to it, it feels easy. You know, and like, yeah. and, you know, it's, it's an idea like with, with, uh, with, uh, our where like you put all this care into like, okay, you want this cut of pant, you want button pocket harmony, you want lapels to be there. You put all that thought. And as soon as you have it, like you're done and like, that's it. And you just kind of walk out with it and it, and it feels nice and people can kind of get it where like, they kind of wonder, wow, mm-hmm. like that's, it seems complicated. That you put all this together, but yet you don't act as if it's complicated, you know? Like it's a uh, orchestral spezzatura, you know? And I think that that's kind of why I like, these composers you know again i do like Hans zimmer but the intentional restrainedness and like uh it being super minimal i just it doesn't work for me it doesn't work for most like it doesn't work for spencer you know like it's just like kind of a different thing and of course my favorite Hans zimmer scores are not interstellar inception but it's like <laughs> it's like rango or like or like boss baby which is like i mean the the where well, you said in like children children's movies or kids movies, animated movies, whatever you want to call them, yeah. he's able to be a little bit more. He's ha- he has more fun with it. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's also because you know traditionally, right? Um, and we're closing up here, but uh, like Looney Tunes, like like uh, or or like like old animated stuff, they they had orchestral scores, even though yeah, they were pop yeah. music, but like they're incredible, like you wrote that alongside the animators because they would have to time the frames to what you're writing and, and vice versa. And there's a lot you have to convey with music that, you know, yeah, of course the visual of the guy getting slapped in the face with a pie is, is inherent. Yeah. Foley, but the lead up to it, like the music is so, it's so fascinating to me and, and being able to apply mm-hmm. that with like, with the, with what I do, you know, in, intentionally evoking, you know, certain eras, certain style moves, certain genres, in a way that's natural and 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 as slouchy and, and effective to make make sure it's good because you know you could you could technically combine all of these things just like you could have a super orchestral score and be bad you know it it has to it still has to make sense oh maybe that's why too film score fits a context as opposed to being existing just for the concert hall just like us yeah when we're There's dressing a movie that goes along with it yeah and for us we have to dress for you know yeah we could dress in a vacuum but we still have to consider what we're doing you know who we're mm-hmm. hanging out with and so I think that music. Uh, at least film score for me plays into that and maybe that's why uh, like pop stars does it because they kind of dress for the stage and it's kind of it's a bit bolder it's it's a different mindset you know Mm -hmm. and uh, I mean we talked a little bit about this like way 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 back with uh, with Josh uh, Josh Gooch Um, but uh, you know he he, like he a lot of the stuff that he wears on stage is kind of like 
given to him, but he still styles it himself. Like they give him option. If I'm reg- remembering, yeah, I think I think for when he'll he, give him options yeah. for like pants and shirts and jackets, and he gets to pick out what he wants. Yeah, to I think it, it applies more when he was doing the uh, like actual tours with actual groups that have like a look or uh-huh. whatever, as opposed to like you know at the Gucci collectives where he's able to dress in whatever the fuck he wants. Oh yeah, yeah, you know exactly. Um, but yeah, I think you know music is. I'm sure the this is kind of like a preaching of the choir because I think a lot of people were able to figure out why they like certain music. I it's all it's all very new to me because uh, again, like I said, I listened to one style of music and basically one or one to like five composers for like 20 years of my life, and <laughs> only now it's like okay, like let's get some like miniature tigers in there, um, you know, all these other indie bands that I like, and, and and figure out why. And I think that if you guys look at it that way, and I'm sure you guys can find you know connections to your preferred med, um, mode of menswear and your style and uh, and the music you listen to mm-hmm. and it's probably why i mean same thing like we said with the taste you could say you like r&b but you don't like every r&b artist you like some you know and i think that's why it's important to have a pov right because music above all taste matters you know yeah you don't just like i mean maybe some people do i don't know i maybe I, i'm just pickier than other people because Having a sound uh, is important, just like a POV. P- Maybe a sound is my musical POV. Is are, are you talking about when composing or just like? The music I think you I think it's both. I think it's both because, like I said, like whenever I'm describing what I'm into, I say like it has to have the right sound, and mm. people don't get that. Just like and- I mean, I get that. Like I I like making playlists, uh, and there are some playlists I can get like really picky okay, about yeah, okay. what songs are on there. Like I, I have some playlists that I like, I, you know, that are like really big with hundreds of songs in them because I want to be able to just listen to that and not hear a lot of repeats. But there are some I do like that, when yeah. I'm going for a specific mood where I'm like, okay, well, there are like six songs on here because I can't think of anything else to add um, because nothing else has the exact sound that I'm looking for. And it's really hard to describe. It's hard to describe that uh, kind of more abstract thing that it is to describe clothing because it's. Clothing is physically there. You can see it with your eyes and you can touch it. Uh, and music, you don't have that. You can't even taste it. You can't no, even yeah, taste I, the music. I think I think you hit it on the nose there. I mean, that's why music is so is so amazing and, and, and personal, you know. And I, I shouldn't get mad when people can't figure out like why can't you why can't you know what my sound is, bro? Like, come on. Yeah. But at least we could say, look at my patch pockets, I'm casual, guys. Come on. Like um, <laughs> we're dressing down. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, well, I, I'll have an essay, you know, with my, you know, more specific stuff about me, because uh, I write essays based on our podcasts. I'm doing that. That's a new thing now. Before I would write the essay that we do podcast, but now I'm doing it afterward. Now it's the opposite. Yeah, a little little 2021 magic for you. Um, so yeah, you'll have that there. All the pictures that we reference will be there of the composers. <laughs> um, and uh and of course uh like always uh you can uh if you want to support us you can go directly to patreon.com slash dial direction all spelled out and uh you can uh you know join the patreon uh join, join it join join get, our join our tron join join tron don't de- don't get derezzed the resolution don't get derezzed but join the tron yeah um you guys can find uh our discord once you join it's a fun place lots of great discussions all the time you know we also hang out in there in the voice chats and everything um we also have a top tier part which is you know just if you want to give us 
a um you know an extra five dollars on top of the five dollars that you that you asked for we really appreciate it uh and you get a special shout out so big thanks to seth peterson eric hall austin Malott, shane curry philip regard and audrey jessica uh we really appreciate you guys and uh spencer if they can't if they you know maybe they don't want to do that what can uh what can they do to support why, of course, they can go on iTunes uh, and drop us a review, five stars or review. Um, that genuinely does really help uh, if you have the time That's right. and can write, you know, a paragraph about why you like the podcast. That would be great. Uh, and that, hey, guess what? That's completely free. Completely uh, and it free. really, it helps. It does. Yeah. Like I've said, it helps us. Uh, it helps us find a new audience. Yeah. I mean, you could also. That's do- what the algorithm demands. Yeah, and of course, you know, if you guys feel inclined to share it on your on your social profiles, that's great too. We love mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, uh, big also big thank you to our producers, uh, Matt and MJ, for helping us make this podcast happen every two weeks, and of course the streams because we stream twice a week, not every two. Well, we do it every two weeks because it happens every week. Uh, but we, it we do a, every week. We do a gaming stream on Wednesday nights and a deep dive discussion on men's topics on Saturday nights, both at 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time on Twitch. If you can't make it, maybe you're in a different time zone. Uh, it's on YouTube as well. Yeah, not not everything makes it to YouTube, but some of the best conversations happen there. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, thank, again, thanks for listening. My Our, our Instagram is at Style and Direction if you want to follow some of the cool stuff that we reference because you'll see pictures there too. Um, you can also follow me at Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. And we'll see you in two weeks for whatever we decide to come next. It's a surprise, baby. Surprise me. Yeah, like Spencer's date at the coffee shop, right? Surprise me. <laughs> there yeah, you get go. Me you, get me what you think you would want me to get. <laughs> Crazy. Man, I hope that doesn't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's bad. I can't. I can like. I don't want to make decisions for myself. I don't want to have to make decisions for other people. <laughs> yeah, she drinks it and she goes, "I'm allergic to graham crackers," and then dies. <laughs> that's the last thing she says. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, uh, yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, is there a Patreon episode coming out before this? Not sure, but if there is, you'll see it. Next one? Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.